Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for September 2nd, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, last night was Invicta FC31 from that dump in Kansas City. <laughs> anyway, the show, the show itself was okay for the most part, except the matches at the top of the card were predictable mismatches. All right, so we had the main event, and it had Verna Jandaroba uh, successfully defend her Invicta Strawweight Championship over Janessa Mornjean with a second round arm triangle choke. Now, if you read my blog or listen to this podcast, I predicted that this fight would be a mismatch a month ago. You know, I just don't think. Janessa had beaten anyone decent enough for her to get a title shot. She's just not that good. So why did she get a title shot? And she, they even mentioned on the broadcast that they actually offered it to her a few months ago and she was injured, so they gave it to her anyway. I mean, she, hadn't, she won her last fight against Kimberly Noveas, but Kimberly is not a good fighter. You know, I'd seen her before. She's proven to be bad. So I don't know. You know... Their history, Invicta matchmaking history, indicates that they either overrate Janessa, which is probably true, or it was a deliberate mismatch to make Verna look like a killer. And it could be a combination of both. We've seen them do this over the years, deliberate mismatches. And it's usually at the top of the card in a title shot. Uh, you know, I could probably go back and find a bunch of them. But they got to stop doing it. All right. Now, Verna is good enough that she doesn't need any help from dopey matchmakers. So I'll say what I said when it was first uh, announced and I talked about it uh, on, on the blog and the podcast. The match never should have been made. All right. It was a mismatch from the start. Anybody could predict that except Invicta. Think about that for a second. Now, in the co-main event, Pearl Gonzalez beat Dayani Firmino by unanimous decision. Now, this was also a predictable mismatch. I, I su suspected it would be a mismatch. I wasn't particularly surprised because Dayani was unproven outside Brazil. And, and really what it is is that if you're going to bring her in, you put her on the prelims to see if she can beat anybody, okay? Instead of bringing her in in the co-main event, you know, kind of like what they did here. And as it turned out, she wasn't any good. She looked awful. So why did they do this? Well, in this case, what they're trying to do is build Pearl up to a flyweight title shot, which she will get in 2019. Okay, why are they doing this? Well, you know, they think she's a draw or something, and, and mostly it's due to her sex appeal. You know, let's... Again, people always ask me about sex appeal in women's MMA. And... You know, this is a girl, this is a girl, Pearl Gonzalez, a woman, if you saw her outfit at the weigh-ins, okay, it's pretty clear she's well aware. Oh, another thing she did, she said on Twitter she wants to be in the sports illustrated swimsuit issue. You know, what can I tell you? Uh, so she knows that she's hot, all right? She's not the only women's MMA, woman MMA fighter who's like this. But she knows it. The problem was... She was supposed to be a big deal at the UFC, and she crapped out. And so now Invicta is propping her up, 
okay? Because they think because of her looks and her sex appeal, she can be a draw. I don't know. I, we'll see what she's like. We'll see what happens when she gets a title shot. Now, the rest of the show was, was okay, but the top of the card mismatches really killed the show. And, and I don't mind if there's an early finish or something like that, but, geez, I s- predicted bo- a month ago that both of those fights would be mismatches. And if I can do that, then they shouldn't make those matches. You know, it's as simple as that. All right, so here's the rest of the card. In a bantamweight bout, late replacement Lisa Spangler beat Shenna Young by split decision. I thought it was a very close fight. Could have gone either way. And you got to give Lisa credit because she broke her nose early in the fight. In a strawweight bout, Mallory Martin beat Ashley Nichols by third round TKO. Now, the only unfortunate thing is that Mallory missed weight and it's possible she needs to move to flyweight. I kind of like her. She's aggressive. She can trash talk too, by the way. And in a flyweight bout, Miranda Maverick beat Victoria Leonardo by first round armbar. Now, in her last fight, Miranda lost by split decision. So I think we need to see if she can beat somebody uh, better than who she fought last night. Um, she has potential. She's young. So, I mean, uh, we have to find out if she's better, if she's a good fighter. Now, in an atom weight bout, Kelly D'Angelo beat Lindsay Van Zant by unanimous decision. I thought Kelly looked very good dropping down from straw weight. Uh, she is a firefighter from St. Louis and fellow Invicta fighter and St. Louis police officer Ashley Cummins suggested the drop to atom weight. Very good suggestion. I think she's a little small for straw weight. In a strawweight bout, Kay Hansen, who's 19 years old, won over Helen Peralta by third-round TKO. Uh, Helen, for some reason, didn't look all that great in this fight. I'm not sure the reason for it, because she looked good in her first two Invicta fights, and Kay lost her first Invicta fight. So not exactly sure what the difference was here. Uh, Kay was, won the fight, was winning the fight fairly easily anyway, but it's good that she got a finish. Now, in the opening featherweight bout, that was a dud. Okay, Audrey Wolf versus uh, Holly Salazar fought to a draw because ref Greg Franklin deducted a point from Audrey for an illegal headbutt, and he had every right to do that, and I was surprised he did it a little bit, only because sometimes what these refs do is they give warnings first, and then they... um, It never happens again, of course, but in this case, he went immediately and deducted a point. So that means Audrey would have won the fight if the point hadn't been deducted. Uh, I didn't think either fighter looked particularly good. Um, they both, uh, you know, they're both kind of low level. And, and it, the, the real problem here is, is you know, right now, uh, Invicta and also the UFC is, is just desperate to find decent featherweights. And um, these two are, just weren't very good. Okay. Now, Invicta has already announced uh, most of the card for their next show, which will be in uh, November. And as soon as the poster is up, which I don't believe it is yet, uh, I'm going to have a look at that uh, show in depth. Uh, but that'll probably be in a couple of days when I, ha- when I have some time. All right, we have one UFC fight announcement. Um, Randa Marcos versus Marina Rodriguez has been added to UFC Fight Night 137 at the Ginásio do Ibarapura in Sao Paulo, Brazil. This was added last week, but 
There was a spoiler, which I will explain in a minute. The, this fight is at strawweight. Randa is 33 years old from Windsor, Ontario. She trains at Michigan Top Team in Dearborn, Michigan. Her record is 8-6 and six and 4-5 and five in the UFC. Uh, since we saw her in Tough 20, she has alternated wins and losses. Now, she's a wrestler, and when she's aggressive, she can win fights. But in her last fight, uh, July 28th against Nina Ansaroff, she looked awful. And Nina is somebody who I don't think is a very good fighter. Like, she's basically a kickboxer. But I guess somehow she, you know, what happened was that uh, Randa won the first round. And then Nina, you know, leg, started doing leg kicks and stuff like that. And it really threw Randa off. So I don't know if it's such a good idea for her to return this quickly. And she admitted after the, that loss that she didn't have the right mental attitude to win. And... Uh, I don't know, could be her last chance. I mean, uh, she was kind of an underdog at Tough uh, 20, so uh, the thing is, she has to win more fights. That's, that's, I guess, the bottom line. Now, Marina is 31 years old from Florianopolis, Brazil. Her record is 11-0 in the Brazilian regional circuit. Now, this is definitely a step up in competition for her, you know, because I was looking at who she fought, and pretty bad. Now, the UFC... Uh, in case you hadn't heard, the UFC is doing a Brazilian Dana White contender series. Now, the big difference in what they're doing down there is the show is not broadcast live. On August 11th, Marina won over Maria Oliveira by first round TKO, and it was broadcast in Brazil Friday night. So when this fight was first reported, like about a week ago or so, that was a spoiler. So I wanted to wait until the fight aired on TV. Now, that fight earned her a UFC contract. Now, I haven't seen the fight. I mean, these Brazilian shows are supposed to air at some point on UFC Fight Pass, but obviously she did well enough, but I guess this will be our first look at Marina. So she's actually a lot bigger than, than Randa. She's five foot seven, so she has a size advantage. Uh, we'll see how she does. Um, you know, it's probably going to be on the Fight Pass prelims, I would imagine. Okay, that's it for today. Uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, not sure exactly when the next podcast will be, probably uh, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, for sure on Thursday. Um, if you want to leave a, uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you want to leave a voice message on the podcast, you can do so, and I'll be happy to answer any questions. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at um, Google Play Music, Google Podcast. Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, like I said, be back later this week. Have a good weekend. Talk to you later.